The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and with me today are James Little, Rob Newell, and Nathaniel James. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Hi, Kat. Good afternoon to you. <laughs> well, the 49ers are now 0-8 and look like a team that is deserving of that record for the last two games. What do you think, guys? Did we jinx them by calling them the best 0-6 team in the league? Are we the best 0-8 team in the league? That's the question. <laughs> Yeah, There's not a lot of competition, uh, is it? Uh, you, you and Nathaniel know firsthand. You went and saw the other team. Um, yeah, whether we jinx them or not, we are suffering, aren't we? Um, it really is hitting home that it's a rehabilitation, rebuilding season. Um, we just—I mean, look, come on, let's be honest. We just look terrible. We look dire. Um, up until this point, we were saying, you know, we were losing games by very close margins. And I think partially due to injuries and everything that's been going on with the roster and the personnel changes, um, we've, I feel we've slightly got worse. There's time for us to pick up yet. Um, we're only halfway there, aren't we? But yeah, I mean, let's let's not beat around the bush. We're, we're not a very good football team at the minute. Um, that's the reason we're 0-8. I'm still enjoying football as a general. That's a positive. I'm loving the NFL season. There's been some great games. Just we're not that good at the minute. What does Rob think? Well, I appreciate where you're coming from. Let's wind the clock back two weeks. When we were 0 6, we were one of the more unfortunate teams. Maybe not to say we were the best, but we were one of the more, more unfortunate teams in the league. But we could easily have been 3 and 3 at that point with some games. And in the last two weeks, there's been a lot, an awful lot of injuries. The blocking hasn't been there in the offensive line, as you pointed out, James, and that's not been there all season. But the defense, some of those injuries are starting to mount up. And we've seen more this week. But we've also got to look at who we've played the last two weeks. And the Cowboys and the Eagles, much as we may not like them, are two of the best teams in the NFC. And we're struggling defensively. And I think we've got to give credit to to Philadelphia and to Dallas. that they, had, Especially with Zeke Elliott sort of ran all over us, as you hinted in the Facebook group, James. Yeah. And the Eagles look like a very, very good team who could well be going deep into the offseason. And... The games we lost, we've played. We've kind of lost the teams who are around our level, I think. But those last two games, they were, we had no chance. Even if we were fully, fully strengthened, we wouldn't have had a chance in those games. I don't think. So the last two games were going to be defeats, whatever. So let's just rebuild and go on from there. And like some of the games we got coming up are more suited to us, shall we say, as where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah, we've had. Um two um, very difficult games as Rob's just mentioned um, it, it's been really quite <laughs> it's not been the best games to have watched really because you know both of those teams potentially are going to be they, they're, they're playoff bound at this stage um, I think that obviously you know the, the, the games that we've kind of got coming up um, there's still a lot that can be um, done in those games um, when I started watching this season, I, I initially thought that, and I don't want to go on predictions, but I thought we'd go eight and eight to kind of, lead, you know, start off. And I, maybe that's me being a, a bit 
over optimistic, but I, I thought we'd, you know, win, win eight and lose eight. <laughs> still doable. Um, still doable. <laughs> it, is, it is still doable. It's still doable. Um, but as I say, we, we, we've had, a, you know, as you've mentioned, a lot of changes, um, a lot of injuries. Yeah, we're just going to have to see, you know, how the next game pans out. It's, it, you know, this whole season so far has been a rebuild. So, yeah, we've just got to continue with continue with it. Well, the final score ended up being Niners 10, Eagles 33. Um, looking at the quarterback comparisons, Bethard was 17 for 36 with 167 yards, one touchdown, two INTs giving him a 46.9 passer rating. Carson Wentz was 18 for 32 with 211 yards, two touchdowns, one INT, and an 84.2% passer rating. So obviously Wentz had the line. He had the support. He had the receivers. They had the game plan, and the Niners couldn't answer. So (sighs) it is rather depressing. I mean, you look at Hyde's numbers, 12 for 25, Average 2.1 yards. His long was 12 yards. Breda was 5 for 17, 3.4 yards average. His long was 9 yards. And Bethard, again, was the winner on the rushing yards, 6 for 40 yards with an average of 6.7 yards. So is that Bethard running for his life, which was the sense I got? (laughs) Definite scrambles. Poor guy. (laughs) Mm. Um, It was, but obviously, I think, again, you've got to look at Philadelphia's front fours, particularly Fletcher Cox and that in there, are, are probably the best front four in the league. I think that's probably fair to say. And yeah, I don't, think, I don't think anyone's going to have much in the terms of, of running on them. Admittedly, those stats, which you quite rightly quoted, are not impressive on, that, on anyone's opinion. But I don't think anyone's going to sort of rack up the yards on the Eagles when it comes to running. Now we couldn't pass that on them either. I think they're in the top 10 of, of rushing yards allowed, you know, the least rushing yards allowed in the, in the league right yeah. now. So they're a good unit. they look like a good team overall. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's give the opponents, uh, you know, their dues. They, they really do look a good team. And as we'll probably go on to discuss in the trade, uh, the trade, <laughs> go on to discuss. You guys just want to skip over this game. I know. Yes. <laughs> let's talk about all the exciting things that have been happening. <laughs> Um, no, they've, well, uh, look, Mark did all this really hard work for us, so let me get a couple more stats out there just so he feels that we've paid him homage. Um, not that they're great stats, but the Niners are 0-8 for the first time in franchise history. We did have two firsts for the Niners, the first career INT for Akella Witherspoon and the first career touchdown for Matt Breda. Of course, we would like to see more of that. Um, and then after losing five straight games by a total of 13 points, the Niners have lost the last two by a total of 53. Ouch. Yeah. It's just something else I want to say. You know that guy that I said I'd never heard of, uh, <laughs> Doosabell? Well, I've never heard of him. What's he done? Uh, didn't he get uh, two sacks this, kid, this past game? <laughs> so what I'm going to say is I've never heard of our entire team, never heard of one of them. So hopefully next week they go and do something. But no, fair play to him. He... Uh, he came in and made an impact, so, you know, so far it looks a good pickup. Um, the other one was by Earl Mitchell, wasn't it, at the three sacks that we had. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see that. It was nice to see somebody perform and somebody new perform. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. There's another first that came out of this weekend, though. 
we one of our quarterbacks is going to be the first one to start the season zero and six and possibly get a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping ahead again. Oh my gosh, you guys. All right, let's move on. I think we've killed that enough. So, um, we did sign an offensive tackle this morning. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a tease. His name is Bryce Harris. <laughs> He's a veteran offensive tackle. Hopefully that'll help shore up the O-line a bit. Um, Richard Robinson was traded to the Jets for a fifth round draft pick. I'm going to get through these nominal ones because I know we're going to spend a lot of time on the big one because I know that's what everybody's chomping at the bit to get to. And then uh, Hoyer and Will Redmond were both released. And of course, Hoyer was picked up by picked back up by the Patriots because on on Tuesday, was it or Monday, Tuesday, Garoppolo became a 49er. Who? Never heard Who? of him. <laughs> 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 yeah. The Garoppolo. The kid. Somebody the kid. said the kid. That was <laughs> me. That was me. So New England got one of our second round picks for next year's draft. I believe we have another still, as well as a couple in the third. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the league for a few years now, two, three years now, 17 games, 63 for 94 with a 67% completion rating, five touchdowns, no INTs and 106.2 passer rating. I like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm, I was watching a bit of uh, Jimmy Gruffalo in the Miami game um, from last year when Brady um, was on his suspension. He only played two and a half games last year. Uh, sorry, one and a half games, wasn't it, in, in theory, because he'd played in the Cardinals game and then he played in the Dolphins and then he got he actually got injured in the first half. Um, so I think that obviously when, when I was watching it, <laughs> brilliant, looks really, really good. Uh, um, as you mentioned, Cat, no, no interceptions. You know, played, you know, played very, very well. He seemed really, he seemed really mobile as a quarterback. We, we still need our offensive line to do something mm-hmm. because that was the thing that, that that was the thing that let him down. That was the, you know, that's the reason that he actually went off with a shoulder injury in the end. So, t- two game, two games last year, fantastic. Um, I think it's really, really good. Um, I, I feel sorry in a sense for, for Bethard because I think that he needed somebody like, I don't want to say Alex Smith, but I am going to say Alex Smith. <laughs> he needed somebody like Alex Smith to try, to try and sort of mould him or, or somebody that's, you know, been, been in that position and more of a veteran and had that experience. I think with, you know, you're going to get that experience. And yeah, for, from, for Bethard's um, development, um, yeah, it looks good. So happy um let's just you know we're gonna it's not gonna be an instant start but um if you give it a few weeks um i think i, I think we all we all just sort of discussed it we, we think he's going to come after the bye week um yeah. to play um give him a chance yeah. to learn the playbook but uh bethard did have that veteran bethard had the guy that was experienced the guy that's been around played for several teams and seven different schemes but not uh, an elite quarterback like yeah like tom brady oh it's but, a totally different league yeah uh, you know, a totally different league you know what i mean like you exactly. say elite um and he's gone to join him now brian hoy has gone to join tom brady uh which just yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I'm very positive about it. I did not see this coming at all. I don't think anyone could say they, they saw this coming. It 
when you'd say like you know, if we would trade for a quarterback, it didn't enter my mind that we'd be going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I did again, didn't really realise that he was out of contract at the end of this season. So that I think that's been an impact or a reason why I think Rob wrote a very good blog post. Um, so, you know, I don't think that they wanted to let Garoppolo go, but you know that he's ended up leaving them and coming to us, and they'll obviously have to deal with the contract situation. But they obviously didn't fancy any of these young college quarterbacks. Uh, that I get spoke about an awful lot. They they really well they clearly didn't fancy any of them because they would have just carried on the way we are to get that you know. I'm not saying we're not going to get a top first round pick. I think we are, but they obviously clearly didn't fancy any of these young quarterbacks coming out of college. Um, the only thing that would well, that raises alarm bells for me minorly, I suppose, is that does Bill Belichick let decent players go? If he really did think that Garoppolo was the the next one in line for Brady, they would have got that contract tied up. Um, but hopefully, it's a mistake. It's he doesn't. That man doesn't make many of them when it comes to football and decisions. I don't think. Um, and let's hope it's one of the one of the few that he does or has made. Um, I think it's good. I'm excited uh, from what I've been reading all over Twitter and various things. Uh, his stats are very good in what he has played. He was very highly thought of in college, um, or coming out of college rather. So, yeah, I mean, I, he's certainly better than what we've got. Uh, I mean, like, even though he's only played a very short time in the NFL, I do think he's better than what we've got. Um, it's positive. It's exciting. It's it's certainly made an 0-8 uh, record go to the back of a lot of fans' minds. Um, so yeah, ha- ha- I'm happy with the trade. Let's go with that. I'm happy with the trade. I want to add what's interesting is a few weeks ago, I had a note. I have a notepad while we're recording and I make notes to myself. And I had put that I had read somewhere that um, New England was shopping Garoppolo around. I think uh, Ian Rappaport had had said something that morning and I didn't say anything. And now I'm kicking myself going, <laughs> they really were shopping him around. And I'm wondering how much of that. And, and Neil Chepson asks um, about in regards to trades, do the players themselves have any say in the move at all, or is it all done above his head? And then he has to go wherever he's told. And I get a sense that um, Garoppolo wanted to start. And so I think that the the Patriots had that feeling that they weren't going to be able to sign him because they still see Tom Brady performing for another couple of years. So I think it, it kind of plays into that. Maybe he's maybe maybe Belichick is trying to um, satisfy Garoppolo's desire to start without having to franchise tag him and pay him more than Tom Brady. Because that's yeah. what would have happened. Yeah, um, that's true. Not not just more, significantly more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Coming back to James's point and what you're saying there, Kat, Garoppolo's contract is up at the end of the year, and the Patriots would have had two options. One, franchise tag him, which would have made him pay the top the equivalent or the average of the top five salaries of the league. Or secondly, they could try and sign him themselves, which, which obviously would cost us and there'd be a lot of teams that would be prepared to pay him if he had got to the open market at the end of the season. Now, if they franchise tag him, the average wage that that would mean he was going to get is going to be twice Tom Brady's salary. 
because Brady is quite famous for restructuring his deals so that there's a lot of incentive-led bonuses in there. His actual base salary is quite low. Mm-hmm. He obviously does meet a lot of those incentive-led ones because he keeps getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. But but um, but but Garoppolo would be on like 15 million, and Brady is down on like seven million base salary, and that's not going to fly in the New England dressing room at all. When you've got someone like Brady, who probably wouldn't have been the issue per se, but it just it would have caused a lot of eruptions behind the scenes. So if they have to get something for him before they got nothing for him. And that's when they started shopping him to see who would get a second round. Well, obviously, agreed to take a second round pick. But I think what comes out of this the best is John Lynch. Yeah. Another one where he's done this. He's kept it quiet. He's just gone about his business and gone on and got a, a quarterback, which, like James said, no one knew anything about it. It was, it was just there, and the deal was done. All of a sudden, we got another quarterback, and this is not the way that we're used to the 49ers operating. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of the previous regime, isn't it? It's a very good point, Rob. It's the complete opposite of uh, the pre- the way things were previously done by our old GM and uh, associates. It's it's nice, actually. It's good. I think it's professional. Um, yeah, I think it gives a good outside view of the franchise and the way they're dealing with things and the decisions that they're making. Um, and I'm sure the relationships with the players... You know, coming in and going uh, are very nice and mutual uh, and respect. Um, so, yeah, I think you raise a good point there, Rob. It's good to see the way they're going about their business. Um, and it's creating excitement in an otherwise bad, bad oh, season does. at the minute. It's yeah. about the point about whether players have any input into it. I think it does depend on the deal, especially with someone like Bill Belichick who has been known to jettison players because they've upset him. You look at what they did with Jamie Collins a couple of years ago. He just came to, to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. But um, well, I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, it, there was a bit like you've had cat of what's best for Jimmy in this circumstance and what's best for New England as well. And um, yeah. I think you've got to look at the fact that we can afford it. Um, well, a, a, and the fact that there's stability in San Francisco, <laughs> with a, doesn't sound like it, we're 0-8, but, but the yeah. six-year contracts that have been given to Lynch and to Shanahan do give Garoppolo a, 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 something to sort of tie him down to. If you see, he knows that he's going to have a play caller there for the next few years, and not many teams can offer him that same stability in terms of the future and what's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's um, it's good that you know you've you've got to and, and what you've you know what you both mentioned, James Rob, it, it, it's good that you see Lynch and, and Shanahan actually working together, and I think that's that's the that's the big difference here. Shanahan's the coach; he want if he's interested in a player, he he goes to Lynch and they, they work together. And I, I thought it was it was good that Shanahan was able to choose. Who he wanted as a GM, and I think that's that's why that's why you know why we're in the position now and everything. Um, I feel a bit 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 sorry, really. I mean, I, I think fantastic move by Lynch to get to to, to get Garoppolo. With regards to Cousins, because um, obviously I think I, I I think I raised a question right at the beginning of the season in terms of him wanting to come over to 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 be. He, he obviously didn't want to be. Uh, at Washington, contract comes to an end. We 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 don't have to, you know. Again, the 49ers don't have to pay out now. 
as much. Um, so I think from from the perspective of development and from the perspective of of Jimmy, he's going to have to prove still. I mean, he's only played one and a half games last season. So he's, I, I think in a sense, he's still got a lot to prove in order to be, you know, he wants to be that star. He wants to be that, that franchise quarterback. He'll need to prove it. He will. We got a lot of the, um, the, the training and the, in the background that's gone into him, the preparation that he's been given. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's got a Super Bowl, obviously. Um, I think he's come from one of the best situationally prepared teams in history. Um, And like you pointed out, the Patriots didn't exactly have the best defensive line either. So he's used to sort of dealing with getting the ball out of his hand quickly, shall we say. Now, whether he's got targets he can do that with in San Francisco at this point, that's a good question. There's a lot of things that need to happen in San Francisco, mm-hmm. obviously. But the good thing is, going on, James, you mentioned this with the draft, there are a lot of quarterbacks. There's going to be a lot of teams that want a quarterback. And the 49ers are now in the position of probably having a high draft pick and not having to take a quarterback, which means we've got a lot of leverage in what we're going to do in April. Yeah. A lot of people think that, just to mention the draft for a minute, that that's the possible thinking behind this move is to... You know, but to shop that top pick for one of these young quarterbacks that another team wants to fill the many holes that we have, mainly on our, well, say on our O-line, whether they would actually draft an O-lineman very high, depends on the picks you would get for a high draft pick. Or alternatively, have they seen something that a lot of people have seen, including me, in a particular young running back? Now, I know it's, it's all unheard of to draft uh, running backs really high and whether they thought well we can't have the quarterback and we can't or we and we can't have the running back as well so this quarterback's available um and this way we can um i don't know it'll be interesting it's a long way off let's again let's enjoy football while it's here but creates conversation um and it will be interesting when the time comes to see to see the decision they make I've been banging the drum for that running back for a long time. You have, Rob. You have indeed. And and, uh, I'm, I'm on that bus well. with you now, mate. I'm on that bandwagon. <laughs> Definitely on that bandwagon. I've jumped I'm, aboard. I'm staying on the O-line board. bandwagon, so I want that O-line fixed. I think it's a it's a it's an interesting dilemma because what if it if we are picking first or second on paper, and both are currently on off on offer, shall we say? Um, and the average price of a quarterback in the draft seems to be at least two or three first-round picks in recent trades that have happened. What the what the Rams had to give up to get Jared Goff, for example, last year, and the deals before that for um, RG3. It's an interesting perspective of what we could get. And having said that, you do tend to get linemen lower down rounds and who are adequate. And as as Nathaniel was saying, the we're not going to have to pay thirty five million for, for for Kirk Cousins. who must have had a bad breakfast that day, I think, when he saw the headlines. But um, if we haven't got Jimmy's going to cost us at some point, yes, but he's not going to cost us thirty five million. So there's going to be more of the salary cap, which we do have quite a bit free anyway. And then Mark's talked about that as well in the in the Facebook group as well. And um, we do have quite a bit of money available to spend and we could be picking up some experienced linemen. So I think we do need some experienced linemen, not just rookie linemen. We need people to know what they're doing back there and have played at the NFL level 
just to give the whoever plays quarterback a chance, to be honest. And they cost money, don't they? Veteran, experienced linemen. And we've got the money, so come to us, guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's you know, it's going to need to be a mix. Like you say, we've got so many young rookie players on the team already. We're going to have more, but we don't want an entire roster full. Of, I mean, it seems to be the way the organisation's going at the minute. Um, we spoke about before that, the, you know, the veteran clear out, um, I think that's good. That is at the end of the season. I think that'll be complete. I mean, there can't be many players left from the old regime that they want to get rid of. I mean, they got they traded Richard Robinson, who was uh, one of Bulky's picks, wasn't he? One of his last picks, if I think, if I'm right. So yeah, there isn't that many guys left to uh, to cleanse of the previous commanders. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's, it's well, interesting. I believe we came into this season. Uh, me and Nathaniel were talking about this on Sunday as well. I think we came in with, was it 14, we said, Nathaniel? Players left over? 16 is what 16. we started with. Uh, yeah. From, yeah. From the previous regime. And obviously, out of that, at least two have already gone. I think and we're both. actually down to five or six. I mean, it's it's really dwindled. And the, and the five that are left, uh, probably not long for the team. Mm. Because some of them are in contract years, aren't they? Right. Like Carla Hyde, for example. Yep, that's true. And uh, the performances. I mean, even Joe Staley, um, who's been such a steady hand throughout the years, has. I mean, whether he's not helped, well, he, well, he's not helped by his uh, surrounding cast members, but uh, he's not looked the same. So I don't know. We spoke about them all being put on notice. The more they, they quite possibly have all clearly been told come the end of the season or come the opportunity, if it arises, you will be going. Um, it's certainly been spoken about amongst, you know, various media outlets. Um, I've seen it, but we've spoken about it. So this sort of thing that creates conversation, people talk about rumors and stuff, but things that constantly get repeated and spoken about, there's got to be something from somewhere about it. So it's something that I think that he's going to carry on through and it'll be quite nice when he's finally done, you know, it, it's not really speaking as if it's some sort of, some sort of cleansing of some sort or, um, yeah. So I don't know. It's, uh, it'll be, think, it's interesting. I think Staley might stay for another huh? year. I, do. I would I like think. him to. I think I, think I don't think he's been to. the problem. The problem hasn't been him or Trent Brown and the tackles. It's the centre and the and the guards. Yeah, that is true. And, that is true. and if no one bothers coming on the edge anymore, they just come straight through the middle of our team. <laughs> well, that's where the biggest hole is. Yeah. If everyone comes through there, that's fine. No one's, no one's blocking. <laughs> if I do go around the edge, obviously Zane just gives him a pat on the back on the way through. But... Ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and, and Rob, you you lost your bet about Hyde going um, prior to the trade yeah. deadline. Yeah, I did. Rob, you did. Well, he's dead to me now. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> have you burnt that shirt, Rob? Have you burnt that shirt? Or have you still got that jersey? I've got it for now until I get a number ten. <laughs> no, a number... We've all seen the picture, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel was wearing one too. He was. He was indeed. You were both sporting girls. Either uh, one so, for 56 or a 10 now. I, uh, yeah, 56 would be. But even that, even, I wouldn't, couldn't bring myself to buy a 56. Just, you know, 
<laughs> Could you but oh yeah, I don't want to curse anyone. I think I'll stick with um Legends, Legends shirts. I've got Frank Gore, so I think uh, <laughs> I think Royce is my next one on my shopping list, that's for certain. Hey, I learned my lesson when I got my Jared Haynes shirt and then he was gone, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, remember it, it's it's Jared yeah, a bit, bit depressing, that one. Yeah. Um, um, so, Nathaniel, tell me, is Garoppolo the long-term future for a starter as, for the Niners? So you're going to pose the question that I put, that I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I did it to Simon last week. It's your turn this week. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I think, I think he comes with experience. I think that um, he, he's, uh, he's a much better quarterback than... Brian Hoyer, um, he is going to be able to, you know, sort of shape Bethard. He comes with experience from um, one of the, the the greatest quarterbacks at the moment in the league. Um, yeah, I think that potentially, if, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to know what's going to happen at the, <laughs> toward, you know, after the bye. Um, but yeah, I, I think he is. I, I'm going to make that bold prediction. I think, yeah. I think we found our quarterback. Can you imagine if he comes in first game and beats Seattle? Oh, that would be so cool. Oh, it'd be sweet, wouldn't it? Well, we're supposed to have Staley back after the bye. Uh, yeah, he's nasty eye injury. You talking about Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox earlier, Rob. Great player, but that, I don't... I didn't see it, and I, I personally haven't seen any replays, but I've just seen a picture of Joe Staley's eye. And, uh, oh, it, I mean, there's been... That that this week and um, the horrible injury to the um, Zach Miller. Oh, Zach mm. yeah. Um, yeah. What a shame! What a shame for that. Yeah, I'm not very girly, but that one really made me girly. There, such a shame for. I don't don't. Nobody likes to see that to anyone. And um, Mm. at one point they were on about he may possibly lose his leg, but thankfully his surgery was a success. I'm not sure whether he'll play again, but. I hope the I hope the lad uh, is you know is going to be well. That's just something horrible uh, to happen to anyone. So sorry to take us down a, a darker path, but yeah, <laughs> I thought it was worth mentioning along the lines of Joe Staley's eye injury. Definitely. Did you hear what Zach Miller said to his coach when he when he came last spoke to him when he came out of hospitals and had the operation? No, go on. He moaned that he took the touchdown away from him. <laughs> he was convinced he had onto it. Uh, at least he's got a sense of humour. Fair play to him. I thought he did hold on to it, to be honest, <laughs> when we were watching it on Red Zone. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like we've basically answered most of the group's questions. Um, we had a thread going in the Niner Empire GP Facebook group. And thank you to Steve Panda Richardson, Martin Hughes, uh, Nathaniel James, Rory Scurfield, uh, Micah Wandy, Neil Jepson. We didn't answer yours. We'll come back to you in just a sec. Simon Holdsworth, Lisa Walker-Lawrence. Um, I think over the course of the discussion, we've answered all of those questions. Um, for Neil, let me tell you that a player themselves do not necessarily have a say in their trade. Um, they basically are d- do what they're told. But if it is an elite position, and hence Tom Brady or, say, a uh, Aaron Rodgers, someone like that would have a little bit more input just because they are considered an elite position player. So that's the answer for you. Do we want to say anything else about Jimmy Garofalo? Garofalo. Look, Rob, you got me calling him Garofalo now. He's good looking. 
He's well, uh, if that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, if you know when people, <laughs> it's totally this is this is because Ruben Foster hasn't been about. I've not you know been able to fulfil their man crush. Anyway, um, <laughs> if someone was if so, you, you could <laughs> say, real. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's get all cut a bit weird again. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you uh, what I'm trying to get as if you could build a quarterback um, in size and, and stature, and so I think it would look very something very sim, something very similar to Jimmy J. Um, that's what I wanted to add. Really, I know it was a bit weird. I had to get that in there. Ruben, uh, come back, please. <laughs> but when you're ready, fit and stay healthy for God's sake. So yes, that's all I wanted to add. Sorry, guys. carry on. I'll be quiet a now. Man crush? Is that what it was? <laughs> I haven't seen him play yet, but okay. <laughs> if you want to know any more about it, just read the blog post. That's what I say. That is a good point. The uh, Rob wrote some very good blog posts, and um, I recommend everybody go and read them. They're uh, very insightful, well written. Um, a number of people have told him, Rob, but you don't need to. You know, you've heard it. You you know they're good, mate, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy them personally. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So. This weekend, the Niners are heading home. We're staying home. We're staying home to meet the Arizona Cardinals. Can you tell I am just not excited about this game? <laughs> Back to football. <laughs> okay. Yet, yeah, no, I don't think Jimmy Garofalo will be suited up this week. Uh, it's a 105 kick at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. The Cardinals have the edge on most of these offensive game stats. Have you guys taken a look? Yards per game, the Cardinals have 333.1 to the Niners, 307 yards. Clearly. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of that game when Carson Palmer was still playing, and he's not anymore. So they got Drew Stanton playing quarterback, and I don't think he's much better than what we've got, to be honest. <laughs> I, I watched um, Drew Stanton um, after, because he... <laughs> He started, I can't remember when it was. I think it was, oh, blimey, it was, I think it was the year that um, Thomas Sula was coaching the Niners. And, I mean, Drew Stanton played some really, really good football. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I watched him against the Rams. There wasn't really anything to, to kind of note about. You know, it didn't really, it wasn't anything impressive. Um yeah, I say I don't think they're anything special to be honest with regards to the Cardinals. Um, yeah, let's look at the previous game, which was in University of Phoenix Stadium. That's a a tough place to go and play, and we went there and we battered Carson Parson, whatever he's called, Carson Palmer. That's it. All game long, we gave we we. I mean, other Rams knocked him out, but we very nearly knocked him out of that game. And if we, if we can get through the Drew Stanton the way we got through the. Palmer, then I think we can. All right, they've got Adrian Peterson now. There's another famous running back that we're going to need to deal with. Um, we struggled with Zeke. Now we've got AP coming. But, mm-hmm. but he didn't do much last week. Um, DeForest Buckner's going to have to have a, a big game through the middle. So if we can disrupt the middle of that offensive line then and get to Drew Stanton the way we got to Palmer, I mean, we took him to overtime in their place. Why not? And yeah. yeah. Sorry, James. You go. So, so I, the thing that worries me is that they're coming off the back of their bye week, so it's that extra rest that they've had. 
Um, a player like Adrian Peterson in his later years, yeah, he didn't do anything against the Rams when they lost 33 nothing in London. Um, but with a week's rest, it's just going to be typical of him. And we've seen what happens when somebody runs straight through the middle of us like uh, Zeke did for the Cowboys. So that's my big fear. Quarterback doesn't really worry me. I mean, Drew Stanton must start every season just thinking, well, it's only a matter of time before I get my chance again or get to play again because Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Parsnip or Parson, whatever Rob just called me. <laughs> that crap. Carson, it's, I had my mic on mute, thank God, because I was in stitches at Carson Parson. Um <laughs> Best joke of the series so far. Well done, Rob. Um, but honestly, it's AP that, that worries me um, out of anything for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got they took a bad beating against the Rams in London. Again, it's even a te- any team will want to come back from a shutout. But they've also had the bye week as well. So that's what makes me fearful. The amount of injuries we've had, or we've got as well, rather, sorry. We've... Yeah, the injuries that we've got, we've traded away Richard Robinson, so that means Witherspoon's uh, going to have more pot on him. He did get his first uh, interception in the last game, um, so that'll give him a bit of a confidence boost. But with our injuries, uh, our O-line, um, and them having a bye week and them getting shut out, I am fearful for this game. Before last week, um, or before the past two games, we did say that, well, I said, this uh, this is a game I think that we've got a strong chance of winning this and the next one. And I still think that, looking at the schedule. Um, so I just can't call it. I just cannot call how this is going to go. Um, and which, well, I say which one of our teams. Perhaps this is a game that is going to be close again. And I hope this time that we can just edge it. Um, I can't see it being a high-scoring game with both with the outset look of both these offences. So I'm fearful, I'm po- fearful, and I'm also quite positive. I'm not sure how to read it or how to predict it, if I'm honest. Um, I'd like to think we'll win this game, but I just, I don't know. It's my underlying thing. I don't know, unfortunately. I think the thing is with, you know, with the Cardinals, they're, they're struggling on their offensive line as well. Um, Mikey Puddy out at the moment. He's on injury reserve. Um, that's a big, big blow for them. Solomon Thomas and uh, um, Scott, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? My mind's gone blank. Um, <laughs> happens to all of us. Debuck, yeah, debuck to step up. It ha- happens every show. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Rushing yards allowed. The Cardinals allow 105.9 average this season, and the Niners have allowed 131.8. But last time we met them, they did not have Adrian Peterson. So there's, I think that stat is going to go through the roof because I don't know that our defense is good enough to contain Peterson with as good a game as he's been having the last, what, two, three games? Yeah. Yeah, the moves done in the world are good. I, I'm a big fan of Adrian Peterson. I think the running back position in football has been my favourite position to watch. Uh, Frank Gore is a is a big, big part of that. When I first started watching the Niners, and completely fell in love with Frank the Tank. Um, and Adrian Peterson, when he is on top of his game, he's a formidable force. Um, we've seen what running backs... Well, what a run, an elite running back has done to us already this season... And th- this move has done AP the world of good. I enjoy 
watching him thrive. I just really, really wish he has a really bad game on Sunday. Yeah, please, please have a bad game, Adrian. I like, <laughs> I like you. <laughs> how about let's flip that around and please, Niners defense, have a great game. Yeah, it depends how long they stay on the field for. Though the offense is a big That's reason. That's true. Yeah, let's just try and help these guys. I mean, if you're going to come running straight through the middle of our own line, let's hope CJ can get on his legs and just run around a bit just to tie the others up, <laughs> tie the opposition out. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, yeah, I can't call it. I can't call it at all, if I'm honest. I'm not willing to predict this game for the first time. Oh, I will. <laughs> Go on, then. But I think we're going to win. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to win. It'll be close, but we're going to win by a field goal. I don't think Adrian Peterson's going to do much. I think Larry Fitzgerald's the one we've got to worry about. Because it's always Larry Fitzgerald is the one we've got to worry about. He's got a reputation as a niner killer. But uh, I think we've got him this thing. That's my prediction. I think it's 2017 to the Niners. Oh, we're doing predictions already. Well, look at this. The Cardinals have allowed an average of over 27 points per game, 30th in the NFL. The Niners have allowed an average of 27.4 points per game, 31st in the NFL. I see another tight game, don't you? Kat, I was, you must be reading my mind because I was going to quote that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Comparing no. notes, you two, like me and Rob have done in the past. Get <laughs> <laughs> going. I just don't want to see an overtime game, but I still think we can win this one by a field goal. Yeah, That's I think it. it's, a no, it's a five past nine kickoff. Because I know our clocks over here have changed. Have you guys caught up or changed yet? Uh, I think we catch up this weekend. Yeah, 9.05 according to my calendar on my phone. So, yeah, 9.05 UK time, uh, which is a nice time. Just not a nice time for overtime. bit late for yeah. overtime, that one. <laughs> so, let, let's let's get it done in normal time, not to mention how tired uh, our, our defence will no doubt get if it goes to overtime. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm not willing to call it. Rob's predicted it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll just agree with Rob. I think Rob's completely predicted this and got this right. There you go. Well, my pick six is rubbish. Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm calling this one. I, I think I, I've been thinking about this since Sunday because Nathaniel asked me if I thought we would win. And I wasn't sure on Sunday. But the more I think about it, I think we've I think we got just enough. And it may be the last chance that Bethard has to impress. Uh, I think he might just pull something out of the bag who knows well are we ready to do the two minute drill yeah. yes yeah. i have two minutes on the clock so here we go nathaniel it was the most active trade deadline in years this week other than the garoppolo trade which one caught your eye oh blimey um the wide receiver um oh blimey whoa, whoa. Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. Okay. Uh, James, if you could have pulled off any trade, who would you have traded for to fill a Niner's need? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, that's a... Tom Brady? No. Uh, oh, my oh. God. Oh, this is supposed to be two minutes. Carson um... Parson. <laughs> yeah, Carson, Carson Parson. Uh, I don't know. Blumenek, Zeke, oh, I don't know, yeah, oh. Elliot, running back, I like running back, so yeah, okay. it would be Elliot, I know he's from the Cowboys, sorry, Kat. <laughs> Rob, eight games down, midway through the playing season, who is your offensive season MVP so far? Offensive MVP, I would go George Kittle. Okay. Uh, Nathaniel, your defensive season MVP? 
Uh, debuck. <laughs> James, of all the teams we've faced this season, who have you been most impressed by? Eagles. 100% Eagles. In general, in the NFL, Eagles. Rob, with numerous injuries to the Eagles, are we in danger to the against the Eagles? Excuse me. Are we in danger of going 0 16? Um, there's a danger, but I don't think we will. Uh, Nathaniel, in terms of podcast listening experience, how important <laughs> is it that the Niners win? Oh, sorry, can you repeat that? In terms of podcast listening experience, how important is it that the Niners win? How important is it that the Niners win? Uh, yeah, and having that experience. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not really getting the question. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really getting that question. <laughs> uh, basically, even though we're losing every single game, do you still like be listening, listening to oh, our Of course, phone? of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Come on, this is two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Since up, I've been, the flag has been thrown. I've been penalized. That is actually a... Uh, a shout out to a, um, I don't know if it was a season ticket holder um, survey that went out, but the 49ers sent out a survey to a number of fans um, asking about how important a Niners win is to their Levi Stadium experience. To which most of us went, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay does anyone else want to make any predictions whatsoever i don't think we heard from you nathaniel i think it's going to be a close game um i'm really really sorry but i think we're we're just i think it's going to be a close game but i think the cardinals with the bye week i think that they're potentially going to take it this week unfortunately all right Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Not having him on again. That's it. Come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Thanks to audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to all our friends in the Niner Empire GB. Mark Lyon, Andrew Mitchell, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, Daryl Nils Heinemann, and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB. And of course, the Facebook group is the Niner Empire GB. Don't forget to check out the Frequency 49 blog at, at Podbean. And you can email us if you'd like to contact us at the Frequency 49 show at gmail.com. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Um, just before I say bye, can I just say um, it was really nice to see Liza and Randall at the uh, Browns, uh, well, before the Browns game and everything. And, uh, yeah, it was good catching up with Rob. Um, and we talked endlessly about the Niners up until up, up to and from the game. So yeah. Anyway, bye, bye, folks. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of James Little, Rob Newell, and Nathaniel James, I'm Cat Victorino. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.